Welcome to Comically Comics, your one-stop listen to all things comics. We're talking books, movies, TV shows, video games, and more. I must forewarn you, though, we are spoiler casting. What that means is we consider all properties, past, future, and present to be valid, and we will spoil the hell out of them. I'm your host, Michael, along with my two co-hosts, Richard and Jeremy. And with all that being said, let's get started. All right. It is Sunday, February 27th. So we, we started reading Moon Knight. The name of the volume is... Crazy Runs in the Family. Yes, Crazy Runs in the Family. Who's the writer? Bemis? Bemis? Max Bemis. Yeah, and there's a bunch of other people that's on art and stuff like that. So yeah, this story pretty much, from what I gather, has got a lot to do with the Sun King, who Ethan Hawke is still rumored to possibly be playing on top of Arthur Harrow. So we thought it'd be fun to go through it. There's about six issues in the series. It runs from issue 188 to 193. Tonight, we're going to be speaking about 188 and 189. So yeah, let's go ahead and let's do thoughts and well meter on the two issues that we have read. Uh, well, so mine so far is, uh, well, just with these two, uh, two issues, I would just say between whelmed and pleasantly whelmed, somewhere on there, like, it's not quite enough to really draw me in. I mean, Hawkeye to me, whenever we read those, it did a better, it did a better job to me of just like really getting you into the story from the beginning. And this one, granted, is probably because I mean I have obviously no understanding or background of Moon Knight in general, so I may not be able to latch to him as easily. And with this one, you know, it's it's kind of in that first issue, I wasn't I wasn't sure if we were. <laughs> I'm not sure sure if we were setting up how Moon Knight started or what was happening <laughs> there. So it's not until like later on in that issue, but um, yeah. So far with those these two issues, I'm uh, hovering more towards pleasantly whelmed, but not fully there. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I I'm I'm kind of the same way, man. I don't know. I'm kind of meh on this so far. Yeah, I know, Michael. I, but I'm not a <laughs> like I said, I'm not a Moon Knight fan. First issue, very dark, very dark kind of ending to the issue and um, not not really. Uh, I don't know. Doesn't speak to me. Art style. Great. A tier art style. Like the art. Really dig the art. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'll have to agree, agree on that. Like, yeah, whenever I was reading those, that was one thing I, was, I meant to mention. So yeah, sorry for butting in there. It just reminded me. No, you're fine. I don't know. I, I think it'll I think it'll get better. I'm not, you know, throwing it out immediately over the first two issues, but I'll definitely continue on, you know. Well, I mean, obviously I have to because we're doing a podcast on it, but <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm not necessarily saying it's bad, but right now I'm just kind of, okay, that's the thing. Are y'all fucking kidding me right now? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm overly whelmed on this. Like, I think I've read... The first, I, I read the volume where we get Mr. Knight, which I think is volume five. And it's the first trade of that. Uh, so that's all the Moon Knight that I really have. Like, as far as my background in Moon Knight, having read stuff and whatnot. Like, oh my God, I fucking love this so far. Like, like y'all, I agree with y'all. The artwork is so on point. It's amazing. Like, I love it. Especially, like, we'll get into it later on. When we get to the end of the fir very first issue and just the look on patient 86's face and, and to what he has done in that issue. Oh, my gosh. I love the writing. I love the story so far, like because for issue 188, you know, we're pretty much setting up patient 86 
being the Sun King. Mm-hmm. And, and issue 189, we're doing like a very quick origin story for Mark Spector as Moon Knight. Like it's, yeah. it's wrote in there to to kind of help out with that as well. Yeah, this this issue is one of those. It's a good jumping on point for like a new reader. Yeah. Like definitely a very good jumping on point. Yeah, like like I will say like what I was saying earlier about you know already kind of being invested in Hawkeye, but this one it was really neat to see like the way the, all the origin stuff there, like you, what you were saying. It was to understanding the the fight that's coming. And this this really helps set that up too. So yeah, I, I definitely agree on that. It's so funny how I differ from both of y'all on almost everything. <laughs> yeah, it really yeah. <laughs> has been a trend here recently. <laughs> All right, let's dive into this issue. Let's start off with issue 188 because it'd be stupid to start with 189. For what I have as far as a synopsis for this issue is, is that we get an introduction to patient 86 and basically Dr. Emmett as well, who is his, I guess, psychologist, psychotherapist. I don't know. And and her working on him and, and what's what his problem is, what his issue is and trying to help him. That shit escalated rather quickly, though. <laughs> yeah, it did. It definitely did. Yeah, it seems like in a previous issue, I didn't, I didn't read like previous issues, but she was helping Mark, yeah, um, try to deal with his DID, dissociative identity disorder, and I guess by she assumed that he's crazy and like Conchu's not real because that's the whole that's the whole gimmick with with uh with Moon Knight is like is he crazy? Is Conchu real? What it, what is it? Um. It seems like she helped him deal with that, and she was going to kind of use the same way to help. What is it? A, not Agent eighty six, Patient eighty six. Yes. Yeah. So, a uh, question about that Patient eighty six. So, has he been in anything before now? Nope. This is his first appearance. Okay. So, that, like, I guess that was kind of weird to me. They did the like in the panels. They did the whole like where it was. You know, you couldn't see his face there for a little while. And it was like a buildup to to revealing him or something. And so it made me wonder, okay, is were we supposed to know him before or what? No, I think I think what was intended with that, and I'm glad you brought that up because I would have forgotten it, but I think they were in it was intended to make you think it was Mark again. Oh okay. like in other words, these guys are very parallel to Mark. Yeah. Or uh, they're they parallel each other, I mean, is what I'm saying. Yeah. And then the reveal, it's like, oh, it's not Mark, it's somebody else. Well, uh, I mean, never seen him before in my life. I wouldn't have known if it was Mark oh, or not yeah. anyway. So <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, like whenever I was reading it, and like it did that whole thing, and it panned to him or, or whatever, revealed his face, and I'm like, okay, it's that guy. Yeah. I, I don't know who you are, guy, but there you are. <laughs> there you are, guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Same reaction everybody has when they read him. When nobody knows who he is. Or... Uh, yeah, I guess I'm glad I don't feel alone on that one. <laughs> Uh, I thought it was interesting that they're at Ravencroft, which is pretty much the MC, Marvel's, not the MC, but Marvel's Arkham Asylum, you know. Really? Yep. To put it in comparison with DC. Uh, okay. Like, uh, Ravencroft made an appearance in, from what I've heard, because I haven't seen it yet, how Richard could speak on it, though, yeah. the Venom 2 movie. That's what I was going to mention. Yep. It's in Venom 2. That's where Carnage, Cletus Casty is holed up at in the in the movie, is Ravencroft. But, uh, yep, yeah, it's what Michael said. It's Arkham, but for Marvel. Oh. It's also made an appearance in the Amazing Spider-Man movies as well. With Andrew Garfield? Has it? Yeah. That's where they took 
Electro to go, and whenever they finally caught him before yeah. they re-released him, was Ravencroft. Yeah, when they put that like weird like power level chip in his head, mm-hmm. I didn't realize that was Ravencroft. Well, I probably did back in then, but I have I don't go out of my way to rewatch those movies. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, I also picked up on what you were saying as far as she had. Because she's almost got like a shrine in her bedroom yeah, for Moon Knight. Like a cape and articles and all other kinds of stuff like cut out there. Like, Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I was like. That's not creepy at all. Does does the doc need a doc? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I bet she maybe had like interpersonal relationships with her patient. It seems like she may have. Because <laughs> she, she was kind of. Interpersonal. Yeah. Well, I mean, like she kind of. She kind of like having the vapors for uh, Agent 86 a little bit. <laughs> Or uh, go with uh, the 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 way uh, Sheldon would say it is if they had coitus. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. That's great. So it looks like Patient 86 got there because he was discharged from the army for, I guess, you know, lighting some folks on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently. He's got burn marks on his hands and things like that. I, it never said anything, though, at the beginning of it, of him, like, just doing it out of sheer will. Like, it, it never said if he set ablaze like a bunk or anything like that, or if he just set actual people on fire or anything like that. I, I, I felt it was kind of, I guess it leads to the mystery of it, because, I mean, they do reveal what happens to a certain extent, but. Yeah, I mean, because that's what I was thinking, too, um, through that at the beginning, there was no. There was no indication as to what really happened there until, you know, it finally started piecing together a little bit. Like he had the, the burned hands and then you had the, the soldier in the hospital that came running up to her all freaked out or whatever. But still, at that point, I was like, what? I still didn't understand exactly what he did. I assumed he burned the fuck out of some people who abused him. Because like once you once yeah, you see that like sort of like image in his head. Where he's like naked and tied up, and there's like some like military guys with like a belt or something, and then like there's like a child too that's like crying. Looks like he apparently had like a really fucked up life. Yeah. And just the the moment that happened in the military was like the the breaking point for him, which kind of makes me wonder. Once again, I haven't read this. I've just heard of this issue, so I'm this is all new to me. Like I'm kind of wondering, is he really given the power of Raw, or is he a mutant? And this is just like his mutant awakening. That's where I was going to like, is he a mutant? Because that what the mythos on that is that, you know, you, you have something tragic happens and it, and yeah. the mutant gene kicks in. Yeah. Usually it kicks in during like extreme, like stressful moments, which is kind of a shitty thing to happen. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think it's funny also that like Dr. Emmett here, you know, who, who's apparently, as Richard says, has the vapors from Moon Knight and possibly Patient 86 as well. She took it upon herself to to make the same connections as you did, Richard, between the two patients and went to the Egyptian Museum or the Natural History Museum to go look at the Egyptian exhibit to, to find a god for him to, I guess, get on the same level with or connect with. I don't I, what like what was that all about? Yeah, I don't I don't know. Like, I don't it, it, it's their weird like this is one of the reasons why I don't like Moon Knight either is because like I just don't care about the Egyptian pantheon. So it was just like 
obviously it's setting up because by the end of this, they want Ra to fight like sun versus moon. You know what I mean? Light versus dark. Yeah. yeah. Like that's obviously where we're leading to. And she was like, oh, I'll use an Egyptian god apparently helped Mark. Maybe I can find one for you. Who's a good one? And now she's going through museums. You know, she's mentioning, you know, Imhotep, Horus, uh, Osiris. And um, then she's like, nope, Raw. Which, by the way, that splash page of Raw, once again, the art, that was a really cool, like, to make, like, because most of the time, you, I, I don't know, I've never been to a, a museum where I see a bunch of Egyptian things. But most of the time, they don't look creepy. But the way they drew this one, it's creepy. Yeah. Like, it looks very unsettling, the way it's just, like, towering above her and, like, glowing and staring. Almost, It's almost staring at the reader, not at her. So, yeah, anyway, I just thought that was that was really cool. Well, and then there's the one where it's, like, the second one of the first one that she comes across. It's called Horus. Yeah. Like, that one in the corner looks creepy as well. Like, it's almost the same. It's a bird-type figure like Amun-Ra. It's a bird man. Yeah, Birdman. <laughs> but the facial features are a little different. Like there's looks like almost like a war paint on this one. Yeah. But yeah, that one's creepy looking too. It's just not the same. You're right. Like that splash page of Amon Ra is, is pretty awesome. Just black background and giant statue in her. I don't know. I agree. So she takes that back and starts telling page eighty six about it. And he goes ham on this stuff and just gobbles it up, it looks like. And, you know, start saying, ah, he knows who he is and things of that nature. And he doesn't care anymore about having her help and stuff like that. She winds up going to, I guess, the VA, maybe the psychiatric part of the VA or something like that. Oh, yeah. Where she runs like you were talking about, Jeremy. Oh, but yeah. She runs into yeah. that guy and he's like, no, I was there. I was there. Like, it was it was crazy. Da, 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 da. And, and then she gets the text to come back because something has gone down in <laughs> in his room. Yeah. Were y'all expecting the freaking blood show? <laughs> that y'all got when you turned the page on that no definitely not yeah yeah definitely not with the not with the blood show i i expected someone to be like burned <laughs> yeah I, I didn't i didn't know either as far as that i mean yeah, I, I definitely didn't expect him to be just like flip a switch basically well especially because he was like i told her who i was and she didn't believe me i'm like dude like <laughs> that comes <laughs> yeah and then I, I never saw her bot the nurse's body that he apparently attacked. Did he just take her nose, or did you? Or do y'all think he took? He did more than that. Just from the context of the comic, I think he just like bit her nose off or something because this said something about there's no way to like retrieve her nose, right? So I'm assuming he like just bit it clean off or something. So he went straight Danny DeVito penguin on him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's just missing the black ooze coming out of his mouth. <laughs> Ugh. Well, he had it coming out of his eye. Well, it was like, what, blood coming out of his eyes? Yeah. Or something? He had blood all over his face. Like, that's what I was, yeah, the blood, like, all over his mouth and, like, on his beard. And, oh, man, that was just, that was a freaking yeah. metal. Like, it was, oh, my gosh, it was so awesome. Just the artwork in this is amazing. Like, his eyes have gotten dark all around him, and there's just blood splattered all over his face. So, I was going to like, it was a weird... I don't, know, I don't know, scene or blip in there of this, the redheaded girl in that white suit and then with Moon Knight there. And I'm like, what, what was the point in that? And then I guess it was her, just her bad dream thinking that like he was a bad guy underneath that or something. 
uh, maybe a bad guy that she's created a monster because she was in a room and then all of a sudden mummy started chasing after her. And this was after she'd gone and visited the, the natural museum of history. Yeah. And Moon Knight came to save her. And of course, you know, she's got a definite interest in Moon Knight for whatever reason. Yeah. And, uh, and then Moon Knight takes the mask off, which is, you know, she's kind of introducing 86 to the same stuff as, as Moon Knight has been introduced to. And, He's like crazy. So it's, it's almost like she, at that point in time in her dream mentally or whatever, she's like, I realize I've created a monster. And then the next day we get this where he's lost it. I got you. That's, that's the way I took it anyways. Yeah. Richard, did it stick out to you at all? Or Yeah, I, I, I'm thinking the same sort of like, it's just a, honestly, I think this is like something like the artist just wanted to have creative control over. <laughs> like, it's just, I wanted to draw <laughs> some cool like mummy, mummy shit. It was definitely cool. <laughs> yeah, it was. There, there, there's a mummy yeah, crocodile yeah, in, in one of those. Um, when they're pouring out of the like Matrix-esque doorway, <laughs> you see like a crocodile. Yeah. Crokey. No, no, it's not croaky. <laughs> but yeah. It, oh, I'm sorry. It's Mephisto. No, it's not. It's not Mephisto either. <laughs> there's no Mephisto in this entire issue. <laughs> Uh, Dr. Emmett looks very much like the White Queen with her get up and stuff like that. Speaking yeah. of X-Men characters, by the way. Yeah, I don't I don't know what. Maybe I need to read more Moon Knight to understand, but I didn't know what the fuck was going on with that. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It was weird. Yeah. I don't, her get up and the room and all that. I like, like I said, maybe it's just her, I don't know, being visited by Conchu or something, telling her that she's created a monster, like y'all said, or it's her own subconscious telling her that i'm i don't know i'm not sure what about the facial expressions when he's confronting her and and telling her like you know say my name and she you know the once the one clip where he's just staring out eye with her she says conchu and he just kind of gets a grin on his face and then he starts laughing in the next panel like that was just so creepy and just yeah. I, I don't know i just love that I love those whole three panels i just thought they were awesome yeah and then basically he's like conchu ain't got shit on me now, I will say, like, thinking about that and re- looking over it again, that is a lot of blood to be just coming from a nose. Right? <laughs> so, <laughs> there had to be something else there. I mean, I don't know. I've, have y'all never had, like, a bad nosebleed? It's it's pretty, It's a lot, there's a lot of blood. <laughs> you can paint walls with your nosebleed? I, I could, yeah. I absolutely could. <laughs> yeah. Uh. I mean, you know, I've had nosebleeds, and uh, I had chronic ones as a child, actually. And then, like, I've heard of people when they break their nose that it bleeds a lot after they break. So I imagine, you know, if he sits there and, like, bites the nose off, there's going to be a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, I didn't think there would be as much as, <laughs> as was depicted from just a nose on on, this, on those panels. Yeah. But, I mean. Comics, I guess. Maybe she's on Blood Thinners. What do I know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, 86, who is now claiming to be Amon Ra, sets the whole damn room. He sets himself ablaze and this awesome, another awesome uh, splash page that kind of resembles, again, the Amon Ra statue with the black background, the colors of the orange and the red and things like that. Her standing in front of it, it, but it's more horrifying than the first one. Like, And then the whole room ablaze and she gets caught in there with it. I was not expecting her to be like burned, like to just, Oh yeah, the severity that she was burned. Like yeah. I was expecting her to have gotten out, but 
Yeah, the when we see what happens to her, you know, during the when the ambulance, you know, she's on the gurney or whatever, and she's just literally like a piece of jerky with like one eyeball. It felt very Garth Ennis, like like you feel very preacher, the boys type, like absurdly dark. So anyway, yeah, I thought it was weird for a Marvel comic. I thought it was like very Walking Dead. Like that's what I kind of got whenever I saw it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I could see that. But I haven't read The Boys, though, either, or Preacher. So, Oh, really? Yeah. That's kind of a, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we'll have to do that one day. But anyway. And, and, and I hate that there's, like, so much language that's in this book, but it's not wrote out, and you just kind of have to put it together, because, you know, I, I have no problem saying fuck or shit. Right. But for whatever reason, Marvel has a problem printing it, but they don't have a problem doing at signs and dollar signs and whatever else. Yeah. To make you in your mind say the word that they're wanting to print it, they won't print. <laughs> or say multiple ones, because some of them I was like, <laughs> I was like inserting different curse words to figure out what sounded right. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm having to go through. <laughs> I was like, shit, dick, fuck. There it was. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I thought that issue was like, no, we don't get any real Moon Knight. We, we have the association of him through Dr. Emmett. But like, you know, you don't actually see him really in any of the panels other than in the dream. Like, I thought that was a really good first issue to sit there and establish a character that has never been heard of, seen, whatever in the Marvel mythos. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I I absolutely agree. I think for a first issue to, you know, that hook to hook you in, this is a solid, good hook. Like, you don't know who the Sun King is, you know, and then they even give, like, right after it's revealed and he torches her and we get, like, just a quick little synopsis for someone who doesn't know who Moon Knight is. And, like I said, it's a great jumping on point. If you don't know anything about Moon Knight and you want to, you're like, hey, this kind of interests me. I want to read this absolutely good first issue to start on. Yeah. I assume you second that, Jeremy. Oh, yeah. 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 I agree on that. Like it was, <laughs> it was definitely one that really helped you understand kind of some of the, not the full extent, obviously, of his background, but just a quick here he is. And, but also here's this bad guy that went, they went more in depth with, which is really neat. All right. On to 89, unless y'all got something else to say about this. Uh, no, just whoop, Brie Larson. <laughs> <laughs> Mephisto and Brie Larson are in now. Yep. <laughs> Had to get them in there. All right. Synopsis for 89. This is pretty much a full-blown Moon Knight issue right here. We have a, a reintroduction to Mark Spector, Khonshu, and Steven, but we we just kind of bypass Jake a little bit. <laughs> so I really like this issue and how they, they sat there. And again, like you were saying, Richard, uh, this being a really good jump on point, like second issue in, like we get a full blown, here's an origin story for a villain never seen before. Okay. Well, just so you, you know, here's our hero right here. And here's pretty much his origin story. And let's, we're going to go through the personalities. Right. So I really like that. First appearance of the truth. He's not in the comics at all either. This is his first appearance as well. The uh, the guy that's in this issue. Yeah. Oh, okay. See, that was my that was probably my one biggest beef with this book. However, I understand it was that the truth is such a throwaway villain. Yeah. Oh, is he? You know what I mean? Like he's got kind of a cool power, but it's not that great. And 
he really was only there to set up Mark Spector as Moon Knight and Jake Lockley, really. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. He's there to set up this mystery of what has Jake done? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, at the very end, they're like, uh, Mark's like, all right, Jake, I'm letting you take on, you know, do your worst or whatever he says. And then he's like, oh, you've done something horrible and they don't even know about it. And so, like, that, there's a mystery there. Of Jake has apparently done something that the other two personalities don't know yet. Yeah. And that's that one there was uh was an interesting one to me. So the truth is, so is all he does is kind of like a, a mind power type thing, like a psychic power type thing. Yeah, it looks like a mental brainwash type thing. Um the truth, supposedly, yeah, it's um say psionic? Is that what he said? Yeah, it's it's basically yeah, like psychic attacks. But so it's either like controlling the mind or reading the. I mean, obviously he could he could read the mind because he got he read Jake's, I guess. So per the Marvel fandom, it says the truth touch. Whenever the truth touches someone, he makes them experience the pervert side of humanity, and thus makes them see the quote unquote truth. When this happens for a long period of time, the victim starts to bleed from their eyes. Sometimes the truth can't control when he influences another person and simply being in the proximity of another causes them to become affected by his powers. Oh, wow. So don't have a sleepover with that guy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I like that they explored, even though this is his first outing and it looks like it's pretty much his last, really, that, that power set worked both ways. You know what I mean? Or is it? Or is it? Yeah. 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 Mark and, and Moon Knight seemed pretty confident that it was he was gone. Yeah. So. I looking this up, I didn't realize I always thought those things were called moonerangs. Apparently they're called uh was it uh Moon Pies. Yeah, yeah, yes, Moon Pies. <laughs> um cre- what is it? Crescent darts or something? Moon darts. Huh. Did they did they give it that name in the in the this issue or no, just looking them up. I always assumed Moon Knights, you know, whatever. The things he throws are called Moonerangs, like Batarangs. But apparently, looking them up, they have never been called that. <laughs> They've been called... Uh, I can't find it now. I thought I had it down here. But um, anywho, it doesn't matter. I don't know that I like Moon Darts. Yeah. That just kind of makes me think of Nerf guns. Yeah, yeah the same. And they're, they're, much deadly, <laughs> like, they're much more deadlier than Nerf Darts. Deadlier than Batarangs, I know that much. Yeah. Which, I mean, I think Batman's kind of going for that, so. Crescent darts. It actually does say it in this this issue. It says, uh, in like one panel, it says, though this would surely lead to him hurling crescent darts at some villain. Yeah, uh, Conchu's kind of got like a smug sense of humor. Does anyone notice that when Conchu's narrating? Oh my God, I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> His, like, narrating the whole story through, almost. Like, yeah. I was like, this is awesome. I love this. Yeah, it was really cool, like, him doing the whole thing. And, like, I tried to just picture in my head, like, this deep voice narrating the whole thing. And, yeah, it was kind of fun. Yeah, it was rumored a while back that um, that Ethan Hawke was going to be playing Conchu. And I could totally see him doing the voice of Conchu. I kind of wish that was the case. But whatever, we'll see him play this Arthur Harrow character. When I was reading it, because of the way that it's wrote, I almost thought of like a more sophisticated Deadpool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was actually my wife was like, I was reading it and she was kind of behind me or beside me, whatever, for a minute. She was like, is that Deadpool? Like, 
Uh, no. <laughs> That's awesome. So pretty much Mark Spector has caught wind of the truth and this this tragic train accident has happened. He's gone down into the sewers. He's gone to fight and, and take on the truth. And uh, he couldn't do it, like as we said previously, as Moon Knight, as Mark Spector. So he swapped over to Jake Lockley. And that's where we get all the info that there's a mystery behind what Jake has actually done. I like that. I like when he's sitting there and he's con- he's like, all right, who should I switch to? And he's like, I don't need Steven. I don't need somebody that's wealthy and a businessman. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I like the persona of Jake Lockley. I just, I like how, I don't know. I just, it stuck out to me. I don't know what it was. I liked it. But he took out the truth, killed him. Uh, Mark was not too happy about it. I think it's because he, like, when he pulls up the Moon Knight mask just to show his mouth, he kind of looks like a nit, like, he looks like Raphael to me. I don't know why. I get a very Ninja Turtle vibe. Maybe it's because. <laughs> He doesn't have a nose in that in, in the way that's done, but it looks very Ninja Turtle artwork. I got Daredevil. Yeah. Man oh, Without yeah. Fear vibes yeah. is what I, I got. I could see that, yeah. Especially, you know, the character and how he is and stuff. So Yeah, he also uh more so the uh what is it, Iron Fist. Iron Fist yeah. Iron Fist on the comics is cooler than than that awful TV show. They've actually changed the Iron Fist in the comics now. Yeah, I remember you saying that. He's Swordmaster. I, I like how Jake spit his tooth out in that dude's face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did like that as well. That was funny. I I liked this issue better than the first one. Um, if that makes any sense. Why? Um, I don't know. I just thought maybe like I don't know. It felt less overly dark. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it wasn't because there was more dark things happening. I, I like that's a good question. I, I hadn't really thought about it. That dude got stabbed in that both eyes with moon darts. Yeah. Or crescent darts. I'm <laughs> crescent sorry. Darts, yeah. <laughs> and like, and those people turn blue and like bleed out of their eyes. And I don't know. This one felt, I guess maybe it's because it's progressing the story. I don't know. Maybe that was the reason why. But um, we see also more of his personalities and things like that. I'm still not quite sure what, what Sun King's up to, or rather Patient 86 is up to. Yeah, like why he was going to that whatever head boss dude. Well, I know who that guy is, which I guess we can get to that now that we brought it up. That's that's Bushmaster. Oh, okay. I had no idea. Okay, yeah. that's awesome. That's like essentially Moon Knight's like Joker. Oh, okay. I was about to say, so who's who's Bushmaster? Like Moon Knight has a... Bushman, isn't it? Bushman? Is that it? Yeah, uh, I believe. Sorry. Like I said, I'm not a big Moon Knight fan. Yeah, excuse me. Bushman. That's him right now. But he had he has no hair. Yeah, well, he's a bushman with no it's hair. It's a it's a name. It's his last name. <laughs> you hadn't seen him with pants off. Oh God. Oh. <laughs> oh. That's coming. I'm not continuing this series. <laughs> I mean, it may like Moon Knight's weird. Like, <laughs> oh. Um. Yeah, that's uh, that's Bushman. He's had a very complicated, like he's essentially the reason why Mark became Moon Knight. And as such, Bushman kind of throws that at Mark. He's like, you wouldn't even be Moon Knight if it weren't for me. Like you wouldn't even know Conchu if it weren't for me. Because he's the one who killed Mark at the like Egyptian statue. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. So they have a very complicated history. Yeah, so I wonder if they'll reveal any of that during this whole series. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't think as much just because this volume is very much about Amon Ra yeah. and and him wanting to take on, you know, Khonshu. I, I'm not saying that I don't think it couldn't be, but like th- the way this story is flowing and it's just like, there's no bullshit, it seems like, in any of this. Like it's pretty much one thing leads to another to another. 
And it's like, to me, it flowed really well. Like, yeah. it was one of those I couldn't, like, I wanted to keep flipping the page on this one. Like, I, I did not want to put it down. Yeah, it was, it was definitely, it was definitely well written. Like I said, it, it definitely keeps moving along. And it looks like from the images of like the next issue that they were just jumping on in all this, this whole fight. So it'll definitely be interesting. What do you mean? What are you talking about? Well, the one that I had showed like a little image of like of the next issue says Moon Knight versus Sun King. Yeah. Yeah. It shows a shows an image of uh, Moon Knight and Sun King fighting atop a building with like a cityscape. And Sun King's got like a fiery whip sword looking thing going on. And Moon Knight's got like daredevil looking sticks. Oh, no. Yeah, I found it now because I got the trade. Yeah. So, yeah, that's actually the cover for 190. So, like, that cover, for those of y'all listening, you can't see it. It's already been described as far as what the image we're looking at is. But that is Sun King's first cover appearance. So, if that's something you're looking for by chance, then there you go. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be a fun issue. Like I said, just kind of jumping straight in there for everything, which it pretty much did with these first two issues. I mean, it, it was a nice setup, but... Like you like you what you were saying, Michael, moving right on along and getting you there to help you understand and trying to get to that, that final point. Yeah. So do y'all have anything else to add to this issue? I feel like we covered it pretty well for the most part. I mean, yeah, I, like I thought it was interesting with the Sun King part of that issue where he's like doing some investigation to track down Bushman. You know, it shows him like talking to like a homeless shelter lady and then like a homeless <laughs> prostitute man and then some kind of like drug dealer lady and then another homeless man and then he talks to like I don't know like a madam lady I'm not sure what exactly and then he has the I thought it was interesting he has the kid like kind of scope out the place before like there was a like a kid on the bike I just thought that was interesting to show his like tactile intelligence yeah of like tracking it down but also being safe not just like busting up in there I thought that was cool just because we're so quickly into this, we don't really know what this guy's capable of. And that was interesting to establish. I didn't know if he was just going around burning people or if he actually had a method to his madness. Yeah, correct. <laughs> I like how the panels, whenever we're reading his story through this issue, how everything's grayed out except for him. Yeah. And like he is glowing. He is definitely the center of attention in every single panel yeah. that he is in to kind of like counteract when we see Mark or Steven or Moon Knight and Jake. Like, any panel they are, the, the whole panel is fully colored. Yeah. But with 86, it's full-blown. Like, he's... That's all you're going to look at, really. And, and the, until you actually force yourself to look at the other things in the panel. I also like when he goes up to finally enter Bushman's building. He's talking to that thug that's outside. <laughs> and the look on his face, and it says please, I don't want to have to burn you. And he's just got this grin on his face like he's just happy go lucky guy. <laughs> <laughs> and he sets that dude on fire. <laughs> yeah. It'd been a, been a, a day or two since he burned somebody, so. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, I don't know, two panels down, when they're, like, the other thugs are, like, trying to put their friend out, he's just, like, casually walking in the door going, like, bye, see you, have a nice day. <laughs> and it says, it says, told you, and he's just waving, like. Yeah. <laughs> 
I like the art. Like we we kept talking about this art, and I think we're all kind of gushing over it. And I think it's worth gushing over, in all honesty. Yeah, it like, is. Like the facial expression on that dude when he's getting burned. I'm like, oh my gosh, that is like it's a horrifying image. But like it's drawn so well. Yeah. Well, uh, to be honest with you, to me, one of the best ones is at the very beginning of the train conductor as his face is like turning blue. Yes. And like his eyes turn red and he starts bleeding. Oh, yeah. Like the art and the color, um, the colorist in this is just it's really good. Like I said, it's a it's a tier art, I think. The veining, the shading, all that. Yes. Like, I, oh, yeah, absolutely. Man. I love that. Like, I'm so thrilled about this way more than I was Hawkeye. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah, I can see that. (laughs) That's funny. Y'all make me feel like I'm so sick. (laughs) Nah. Not sick. You just like the dark stuff. Yeah. I do. I do enjoy the dark stuff. The dark side of the comics. Uh, So I, I think it's pretty like we're only two issues in, but this is only a six issue story. And I think we've kind of hit on it for the most part. Where do we think we're going from here? Like, do we really think Bushman's going to have that big of an impact on the story? Uh, obviously, it's going to be a Khonshu Moon Knight versus Amon Ra Sun King towards the end, especially with the cover that we get for the next issue. What What, what are y'all feeling? What are y'all thinking? I mean, I, obviously, it just seems like they're just really jumping in with the Sun King versus Moon Knight, this third issue, which I guess makes sense. Like you said, Michael, since it's only a six issue thing. So it'd be a little bit hard to get more in depth with it, unfortunately, because, but I mean, I, I think it might be something that I'd still like to try and read a little bit more about. Like, like I said, I would want to know a little bit more about, uh, about Bushman and see kind of what his backstory is and what, what all happened there and why they're such nemesis, but past them fighting, I really don't know what else it would be because, I mean, that's obviously been the, the main points here. The main setup is between those two. Now, I do wonder if we're going to see a little bit more of, well, I mean, obviously, I would I would imagine we we're going to see a little bit more of Jake. But I wonder if his stories might come in, since they had that little hint, I wonder if his stories might come into play against the fight against Sun King there. Yeah, I think obviously where we're going is yeah, Sun King, Conchu, Showdown. I kind of had the, when researching some things on this episode, I kind of had the, a little bit of the story spoiled for me. So I won't say that. I definitely think Bushmaster's going to make a, a certain play in this. I don't think he's like, quote unquote, the big bad. Obviously, it's going to be Sun King. Um, just because Bushmaster, I keep calling him Bushmaster, Bushman is kind of like the Joker to Conchu's Batman, if that makes any sense, or not Conchu, but uh, Moon Knight's Batman. Since I don't know much about this, I wonder if it's going to be revealed he's not like a god and he's a mutant. That'd be cool. I doubt they'll do that because they're probably doing God for like God v God. Yeah, but I'd like I'd like to see that. That'd be a cool twist. Is like, nope, he's just a mutant. That would be a cool twist. So far, reading what we have read so far, if Ethan Hawke is playing Amon Ra, do you think we'll get any kind of type of this story? Would you want to see anything like this in a Disney Plus show? That kind of thing. I would like to see it. I doubt we'll ever see it in a Disney Plus show. <laughs> like, I doubt we'll see anybody burn somebody alive to where they're just like a crispy piece of bacon. But yeah, I, I don't know, man. I think they're I think they're taking element. What I think we're getting, what people are saying with the Ethan Hawk being like a mixture of patient eighty six and the other guy's name that I can't think of right now. Arthur Harrow. Arthur Harrow. Thank you. Is I think 
we may get like a backstory where it's the beginning of this first issue of 188 where it shows him like in a psychiatric ward and someone's like, you know, helping him try to get with his identity and they eventually lead him to like raw. And he's like, Oh, that's, that's my identity. Like I'm, I'm the sun King, like reborn or whatever. And then he becomes like a cult leader and then does the whole, like, what was it like pain experiments that Arthur Harrow did in his like one issue Yeah, and does like stuff like that. So they may be merging the two. I don't know if we'll straight up see Ethan Hawke have like pyrokinesis just because we haven't seen it in the trailers. Now they could be hiding that. We see that weird purple, you know, magic power thing going on with him. So maybe they change something up and they just don't give him pyrokinesis. But yeah, I think they're going to cherry pick from maybe this story if that's the case. So far, I, like, I don't even know. Like, uh, the rumors said that they thought maybe he was this character, but I ain't seen no correlation. So that's just me grasping at straws here. <laughs> the the big correlation that I've seen is just the way he looks. You know what I mean? And the fact yeah. that Arthur Harrow does have, like, one story, th- literally one issue mm-hmm. within the entire Moon Knight mythos, pantheon of, you know, of issues, whatever it is, that, like, you would need something bigger than that. In my opinion, but at the same time, you're also trying to establish, you know, a man with multiple personalities and a villain on top of that within six episodes. Oh, by the way, I actually found like what's supposed to be the episode titles. Oh, cool. That'd be nice. If I can find those real quick, I'll share them. Well, I'll, I'll say with these kind of correlating, trying to see if they correlate much with the the Disney Plus series, I, I'm kind of with Rich Allen. see them really doing much with it. And even thinking about the trailer, I don't see anything, any major similarities in there. So, and with how dark this one is, and like we've been saying, the burning and all that, like, yeah, I don't, I don't see them doing too much with it. I do agree. I do think it would be cool to see that, but yeah, I don't, I don't think so. And one, one thing I, I thought about too, whenever you were talking to Richard about it, if that it might would be kind of cool if this guy turned into be a mutant and just as a playing off of that story, like with the whole Jake thing, you know, he took it too far with the truth. So it'd be interesting. Like if, if it was that, like if Jake was out, they had you know, allowed Jake to come out to try and finish off sun king but then you know starts realizing like oh no 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 this is not actually sun king this is something else and like having to try and make jake back off or something like that would be kind of interesting oh i got you so basically letting the leash go and letting jake go ham and then realizing oh wait no no no, no that's yeah we're not supposed to and then try to reel him back in yeah yeah i mean it'd be just kind of a weird storyline but it was just something that popped in my head and that'd be that would be interesting yeah, I mean, anything to add on top of whatever it is that he's done that we don't know yet that they're apparently, like, disgusted about, so. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the truth is disgusted about, I mean. I'm I'm really, really hoping that we find out more about, about Jake in these six issues. That just, that definitely intrigues me. Yeah, I th- I think I think you do. I think I want to say you do because that's the thing that got spoiled for me. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it comes near the climax of these six issues. Oh, okay. I'm about to say, I wonder if it comes out, but it doesn't get resolved until the next volume. Yeah, I got to be honest with you. If it is that, it's kind of disappointing. <laughs> but anyway, well, <laughs> like, um, anywho, yeah, got you. All right, I did find those issue those uh issues. Ha. I did find those episodes. First episode. Now this is. This is rumor mill. This is just something that I just happened to come across and find. Uh, we'll see if it's true or not. So 
First episode being called Disassociation. Second episode being called Lost My Temper. Third episode being called Above the Law. Fourth episode being called Blood Moon. Fifth episode being called Darkest Night. Night with an N, not a K. <laughs> and <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Spectre in uh, parentheses, shake it up. So looks like Taylor Swift might be making an appearance. Yeah, weird. That was, that's yeah. a weird title for the last one. <laughs> I got the theme that they were going for for most of the episodes, and then that one was just okay. Well, it, sh- it, it shook it up. So yeah, it did. Hey, I'm just. <laughs> Real quick, also, because, you know, we've talked about the possibility of this being on Disney Plus and us not seeing, you know, people getting fried on Disney Plus. All the Marvel properties are leaving Netflix tomorrow, I believe, March 1st. Oh, yeah. No, that's not That'd tomorrow. Be Tuesday. That'd yeah. be Tuesday. Yes. Yeah. And they are supposed to appear on a Disney-owned streaming service starting March 15th, if I remember hearing the dates right. Is it going to be Hulu? Because Disney owns Hulu. Right. It's either going to be Hulu or it's going to be Disney. Nobody has actually said which one, though. So, but with Marvel obtaining, you know, all these properties, we've seen Kingpin. We've seen Daredevil. Do you think they'll throw it on Disney Plus? Do you mean like throwing all the, like the Daredevil, Iron Fist, Jessica Jones, all that stuff onto Disney Plus? Defenders, Luke Cage, all that. Punisher. It, I mean, it's pretty, it's not like G-rated, but neither are any of the Marvel movies. They're all PG-13, I think. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure, like, other than maybe Punisher, like, is the F word ever even used in any of those? Because, like, on PG-13, you're allowed one F word. Maybe Jessica Jones. I remember Jessica Jones having language. The only, like, I don't know, like, Jessica Jones is, like, an allegory for, like, rape victims and... The Punisher's just semi-ultra-violent, but it's more about, like, mental illness and dealing with, you know, PTSD after war. So I don't... don't... Daredevil's pretty violent. Yeah, Daredevil is violent, but, I mean, I don't know. One could argue that it's on par with the other Marvel movies, so it should be fun. I don't know, man. It it all depends on what Moon Knight's going to be like. If not, they'll throw it on Hulu. I guarantee you, if not, it'll be on Hulu. Because that's their other... No, yes, I'm with you. Yeah. My thing is, is that, you know, I hear so many people that are like, oh, there's no way they'll ever do Punisher. There's no way that Punisher will ever be on Disney+. Plus. It's too violent. It's too this, it's too that. And and my rebuttal is to that is that Punisher has guns. That's that's really the main difference between Daredevil and the Punisher to a certain extent, as far as the movies go or the TV shows go. And what I used to go against that is that Kingpin straight up decapitated a dude with the car door. Yeah. In the Daredevil show. And there is a dude that's so scared of Kingpin, he went ahead and committed suicide on a spike on a fence with his head. Like, didn't go through the chest, like, straight up slung his head through a spike on a fence to not have to deal with Kingpin. And they straight up showed it like that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So Daredevil's got its moments too. Like, it's not gun violence. Don't get me wrong. And I understand that, you know, there's also the controversy of like army and police taking on the, the Punisher logo and things like that. And that's a big, you know, him ha thing too that I don't plan on getting on. But if you're just going to use the violent part of it, like to me, Daredevil can be just as violent and, and it's shown in the Netflix series. So I concur. <laughs> Richard gives a thumbs up, guys. We're good to go. Yeah. yeah. Thank y'all. Have a good one. <laughs> 
All right. Do y'all have anything else to add? Nope. I'm good. Nothing. They're good. Awesome. Thank you all so much for listening. Jeremy, where can they find you at? They can find me on Twitch uh, every now and then streaming. And it was under the handle of Night Fury GTO and spelled correctly with a K for night. Uh, yeah, I'll be there uh, every now and then. Uh, they got the new <laughs> new big game that came out was Elden Ring. Um, so I might stream that one every now and then. But yeah, you can find me there. Oh, my God. I may watch that. I want to see you play Elden Ring because I look like a lot like a like just a lost little kid. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I think I want to watch that because <laughs> like those Dark Souls like from software games or whatever, like those things are so hard. And like, I like, don't get me wrong. They're good games, but like, I don't play them because, you know, I don't hate myself <laughs> because they're so hard. <laughs> I will see that's like, everybody keeps saying like, yeah, it's a, it's a dark souls game. And I'm like, what the heck is that? Like, I don't know. I've never played one of these uh, really? games before. So I, yeah, I loaded in there and I was like, Oh, what did I get myself into? They're like, they're great. Like they're really well made games. The art style, everything's created. Anyway, we're doing a video game podcast now. Um, well, that is is it that is in our uh, yeah. intro. Well, it's not comic related though. They've never anyway. Regardless, it's they're like they're really great, but they're so friggin' hard. Uh, yeah. Anyway, there's no like real direction in it. Yeah, it's just kind of you go about finding things and yeah which that i dig do whatever like, you want. that's kind of like breath of the wild the zelda game which i need to play yeah but anyway yeah that one's yes yeah, it's a big big map yep that was fun <laughs> <laughs> richard where can they find you at uh you can find me here on the podcast um you can also find me on twitter with the handle night curry night like day and night and curry with a k because that's the proper way to spell night and uh <laughs> and uh you can also you know just contact us on our gmail comically comics podcast at gmail.com and check out our instagram it's also underneath the handle uh comically comics podcast you can find me on instagram and whatnot at 22 underscore comics you can also find me on youtube at 22 comics thank you all so much for listening we greatly appreciate it. hope y'all had as much fun listening as we did making this and uh Yeah, say bye, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. (laughs) It must be very difficult. The voice in your head. Mm -hmm.